Hello, and welcome to 10 Very Big Books, a Malazan read-through podcast. My name is Peter Bahand, and I've read each book in the main series. However, my two co-hosts are reading the series for the first time. With me today is my friend and closest confidant, India Jones. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Really holding it together over here. Oh yeah. Oh my god. It's bedtime. It's bedtime for Pete. It's it's the morning. You're you're in. Yeah. Christ. (laughs) And the the bear the Christ the boar god of this particular podcast, Joshua Dean Baker. That's right. I'm hard headed and I've got some tusks. You said something similar when I think you I called you a bear. Yeah. I'm. What? I've got like two jokes. <laughs> he likes what honey. Do you want from he me? likes honey and he likes something and he likes honey. Was that yeah. exactly? Oh, uh, I did say something. But like what that. bear were you? Uh, I don't know. He was the bear. That that mutant bear. That, oh, the shit. You were the, the shape-shifting horse. bear. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Anywho's today on the podcast we're reading Dead House Gates chapters six, seven, and eight. <laughs> um, you know. We had for the first time last week a corrections section, and uh, I was hesitant to do it because <laughs> I felt like I was going to open this Pandora's box, you know, because we get so much stuff wrong on the show. But um, already we're returning to it. Just to clarify that when Kalam saw the deck of dragons in our last reading, I want to say it was chapter five, but that was probably wrong. Anyway, it was a uh, high house death, not high house shadow. So there we go. We can just uh, that that this is the fun new thing we're doing on the show. I love it. There's no you, you guys are giving me no love out here on the correction section. It does not feel like it's p- blowing up in a fun, flirty cover girl, easy breezy way. Well, I would I like say I it's suggest- explicitly not going to. So let's yeah. buckle Perhaps up. we could just blur over our corrections as we do in everyday life, you know? Not but like, like what happen. But, but I'm just saying, what if it became like a big part of the show that maybe everyone looked forward to, you know? Let's uh, listen to that podcast that's always wrong. Yeah, and then they just get shit on by their fans. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying we're being shit on. I just like we are wrong a fair amount. So that is, they, they, they're not wrong in that regard, you know? Mm. I've started in my life just refusing to acknowledge it when someone calls me out, and it's worked really, really well. My students are big fans. Yeah. That was a joke, are, Peter. I'm very okay. awkward, and the moment someone tells me I'm wrong, I apologize for 10 minutes. Yeah, you sound like me there. Yeah. We're really yeah. living our best lives. <laughs> All righty. Well, with that, let's get into it. Quick now PSA, this- y'all. It's flu season. Get those flu shots. They're free oh, in a yeah. lot of places. Find your local flu shot clinic. Get it. Even if you think it doesn't work, it helps out those who can't get the flu shot. That's your PSA for the day. Yo, I agree, and I'm not trying to really derail us, but last flu season, I was making similar flu shot PSA announcements, got in a whole argument, and I'm really, uh, I'm just trying to live my best flu shot life, you know? Get your flu shot. I agree. Our, I want, the podcast is staking out a pro flu shot position. Yes. Don't at us. Unless you're adding yeah. us to say, yeah, flu shots rule. Yeah, that's right. I also know two people that already got the flu, so this is not a joke. Yeah. Or a drill. I got the flu shot yeah. this week at school. It was great. I don't know about Japanese flu shots. But I will get one because they are important, as we have just established. Yes. And on to chapter six, because that's the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> chapter six. After Bowden's escape, 
Danith has formed a small militia of slaves. Danith and his soldiers are attacked by Dasai soldiers. The seven city locals are rising up here in Skull Cup. Polison tries to escape, but is saved by Pella. Pella escorts her to Haborg's house, where Bowden is. The three of them are to escape through the lake. Felisa wants to take Beneth with them. Bowden volunteers to find him. Blood flies attack Felisa. She is saved by Haborik, but her skin is scarred and pocked. Bowden returns and says Beneth is dead. Felisa is angry and doesn't believe Bowden. They dive into the lake and escape Skull Cup. Diker and Culp observe the pier, discussing boats. They head to a nearby village and meet three Malzan soldiers, Corporal Gessler, Stormy, and Truth. A mob descends on the bar and they escape. However, the city is on fire. Culp and the soldiers board the ripath and are going to head towards the Otataro mines to save a high priest of Fenir. Gessler and Stormy are both glad they worship the boar god. Meanwhile, Diker dons a disguise and joins the rebellion. The historian plans to lay low with the rebel army until they can reunite with Coltane and the Malazans. He crosses a city, which is empty. Malazans have been slaughtered in the streets, and the locals have been conscripted by Camist Rilo, a renegade mage who leads the army of the apocalypse. Camist Rilo plans to chase Coltane and surround him and the Malazan refugees. Akarium and Mappo find a Skarlpust's broom along with a boat in the Temple of Shadow. After returning the broom, Skarlpust tells them that Shaikh is dead, but that perhaps she will be reborn and that the two of them are to witness this. Mappo is hesitant, but Akarium agrees. They will witness the attempted resurrection. Apt, the demon gifted to Kalam by Shaikh, travels with him. They are attacked by shapeshifters and continue on. Fiddler, Crocus, and Absalar flee the Graal in Raraku. They see, though, that the whirlwind is not just metaphorical. A great sandstorm has risen and rests in the holy desert. They ride into it. Fiddler battles with some Graal, and they take a road deeper into the desert and the whirlwind. Chapter 6 is a big one. Um, a ton happens in it, and uh, a lot of characters do a lot of things to say a broad, meaningless sentence. <laughs> so, Josh, uh, let's start at the beginning and work all our way through. We start in Skull Cup, as the whirlwind rises up and the Otataro mines descend into chaos, Felicen has a bad go of it. And uh, how'd you f how'd you feel about this rising whirlwind, Josh? So number one, uh, I'm really disappointed because, as I stated last episode, I was really hyped that Shaikh would just die and then the whirlwind wouldn't happen, and the book was about something else. I was like, that'd be such such a power move, Steven Erickson. But mm. that's not the case. It is still happening. I actually really like that everyone is so utterly confused about it happening, like, at the beginning. And, like, yeah. 
That's, yeah, that's probably how this would go. Like, there is no, and uh, it doesn't say there's much warning. I do have a question, and I hope it gets answered, which is, how does all the people rebelling know it's starting? Because mm. it really seems like it was just like, and go. And they are all starting to just rebel at once. It's it's pretty buck wild. But I think the image of, of how the escape is, is really interesting. Like, it is frantic and, like, mm. just super dangerous feeling, which is awesome. Um, on to, uh, for Felicen, um, this begins what I call, uh, the descent into becoming my least favorite character in the book. Uh, because- Interesting. As you will hear by the time we hit chapter eight, I am fully aboard the fuck Felicen train. Mm. Like, she's interesting in that she's so, in my opinion, so much the worst and just so naive and dumb. Um, and that's kind of interesting to play her against- Hiboric and Bowden, who are, it seems like, really on top of their shit. So I guess that's kind of a foil, but also it's a foil because she's just dumb and I hate her. So, that's my take. Yeah. Sorry, that's my thing. She got bit up by those blood flies, and I was like, you know, that's kind of a crappy thing to happen to a person, but also, you're not a great human right now. I know you're 16 and you've gone through some shit, but also, like, these two dudes are literally trying to save your whole life. Maybe don't actively hate and plan to kill them. I mean, she's just a spoiled little brat who went through some shit. You know? Yeah, I guess that's true. She is in her heart still just a noble girl, whatever that means, because that doesn't exist anymore. But I don't know. I feel wow. really bad for her. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel awful for her, but she is really making the with the worst choices. She is. She is. I was gonna mention that. I agree. She's. Mm. But wait. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough because I want to dissent, right? Because I don't agree with you, but also it's. Like, it's just such a whole journey. Do you mean, like, this is just where she gets attacked by blood flies? You know, it's like just, the, as you said, it's like the start of, you know, we're really just following her take taking on all of this yeah. like, stuff. Yeah, like, I hope, I hope she becomes not my least favorite character, but, like, she's got some work to do. I think she definitely will <laughs> not, will become not your least favorite character. I think she's going to do a lot of growing in this book. Hmm. And what you think of this whirlwind rising up uh, and, uh, you know, the escape, Beneth and Bowden and Felicin again attacked by blood flies. So first, uh, Bowden is the one that came with her, right? Like her, her yeah, boy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah. Okay. He seems different because before I feel like she wasn't describing him as fucking awful as she is now. Like she's like, he's the worst. I hate him. But well, I think that's somewhat changed by like his her mood towards him, you know, and I think that's (sighs) all of her chapters are just so rooted from her subjective experience, I feel. Yeah, Mm -hmm. she's getting she's but I feel like I don't know, like when I read now, she's like super paranoid. I feel like like, um, I know I totally agree. But then obviously that fly thing, whatever that was, happened. And yeah. it's like, of course that happened to her. Because why wouldn't that happen to her? The last thing that she has left is her her looks. And now those get taken from her too. I felt so bad. Yeah. Um, but other than that, this whole whirlwind thing, I was kind of confused why these chapters had so much fighting. Like literally every other scene is like a fight. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why is this happening? And then it's just so vividly gross. Um, yeah. But now it makes sense that you're saying that when that girl, Shaikh, she's a girl, right? Yeah. When she died, it like was the catalyst for all of this stuff to happen or... Mm. Like, was she supposed to die all along? I don't know. Josh, what do you think? Do you think Shaikh's death was planned? 
I mean, there are, uh, I think in this chapter, maybe even Iskarol Pust seems to divine that perhaps it was needed for her to die, to be reborn, to create the whirlwind. Mm. Um, in Tedafot. Yeah, I don't know if it's literally like, like, it's not that her death is like spread among the masses and they're like, our leader is dead, time to rebel. But I think like there's some magic shit that yes, her dying is what does it. Yeah. Yeah. Big Malazan pro tip. You don't understand it, probably some magic shit. <laughs> what I love about the blood flies, and I mean, of course I agree. I mean, all the fleece and stuff, so of course it's sad that she gets pocked, right? But it, And I meant to bring it up when we were talking about the bugs last week, but on Seven Cities, part of the texture of this setting for me is Erickson writing about the insects and like the kind of just kind of gross discomfort of it. Yeah, it's, and it's, further... it's truly upsetting. I can't imagine I listening to it, India. I would never and, and sit it, all there. And it's furthered when, especially when like uh, Haborik Bodin and Felician are like trekking across the desert later on. It's like, you know, you're like, man, this seems like dog shit out here, yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I think the inhospitable. Inhospitable. No, I got it. I got it. No, no, Josh, Josh, please. Inhospitable nature of seven cities is like part of the texture of it especially the terrible insects being a, a piece mm-hmm. um well we have we have plenty of we're gonna get back to them so i don't feel that pressured to speak about about what well there's just so much felice and talk to have you know i i honestly though it like i feel that way also but then i'm like are we wasting time just talking about this 15 year old girl like <laughs> i don't know i just feel like her story is so she's just so dramatic now she is. in these chapters yes. like the last ones i was like okay yeah this sucks but now it's like girl you're free and you're still like hating life mm. i mean yes so- okay she got attacked by bugs sucks why didn't, and also, <laughs> what happened, why was Haborik not, did he have like a, is it his skin? Is it? <laughs> yeah, it's like tattooed skin is like blessed by Fenir. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh. And, right, because of his boar god life. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I guess I'll offer my opinion on Felicen later on. So, because I want to keep moving on through this chapter. So, India, here uh, we we go away to see Hissar in flames, and we see Diker ride off to join the re- uh, the rebel army to try and, like, sneak in to go catch up with Coltane and the Malzans. And then we see Culp, the Malzan wizard, go off to the Otataral mines to try and save them, and he meets up with these Malzan soldiers who are worshippers of Fenir, right, and... You know, uh, so what do you think of Diker and Culp as they split ways and Hisar goes up in rebellious flame? Uh, so Diker's going to find Coltane just to make sure he's okay because that's his. Well, it's where all the Malzan army is, right? I know, but he wasn't with them. Like, wasn't he? But isn't his plan, wasn't he supposed to be saving Haborik at this point? Is that why they, why would he split from that? Well, go? he was sending Culp to save Haborik. And I think now that the, the the whirlwind's happening, you know, he wants, he's an imperial historian, you know, it's yeah. important for him to be with the army. There's no, there's like no better chance to like cement your name in history than being the guy that records the history of the greatest like uprising in all of time. I feel like they yeah, I mean, always mention he's a historian and every single time I forget. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's already a prominent historian but i mean uh yeah i mean i feel like he because he also is he not at all like a military type person i think it almost was implied that he may have been in this in this chapter or one of the two following there's like a sentence where he's like and his it's like his soldiering days were behind him and i was like huh didn't didn't expect that sentence and he's very intuitive like to the situation. Well, he's definitely like a smart guy who's studied a lot of battles and recorded them. Well, he, you know, and so he's also definitely oh. like he's definitely been in the shit because he lies 
and so easily. Like he slips into a whole persona, like without. Oh yeah, trying. when he's like, I'm looking for my nephew. Yeah, and he I, like sees. I love he like actively sees people dying in these horrific ways, and he's just like steals himself, and he's like, well, bummer. Guess I don't want to be like that. Yeah. Pretty cool guy. Um, what did you think about the new soldiers we meet, India? Stormy, Gessler, and Truth? Um, I think their names are weird, and I don't see <laughs> Well, I would them. assume they're fake. Classic Malazan names. Really? You thought they were fake? I don't know. I just, I didn't think anything Well, Fiddler's, Fiddler's legal name, but Prob isn't Fiddler. Yeah, it, well, they're not fake names. They're like you know, they're nicknames. Names. They're nicknames, yeah. Stormy probably has these moods where he's just looking into the distance, and they're like, oh, this bitch is Stormy. Hey, Stormy! Actually, and that's his name. I think Stormy's actually a, a Thomas, you know? I don't, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's truth the issue, is a right? No, truth one, is no, a yeah, no one can be intimidated and be like, Fear George! Like, that's just not, <laughs> there's no intimidation. Yeah. Versus that's, your name's That's truth. why Whiskey Jack gave up his old name of Dilbert. <laughs> yeah, you can't, can't really so, leave the Dilbert. All right, so I'm wait. done with that. <laughs> so when Culp, Culp? Yeah, yeah, yeah the Culp. mage. When he went off to go save Taboric and the team, mm-hmm. did he take everybody that they met in that inn? Like, yes. They, those, well, the ones that yeah, lived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They, well, they all escaped together because Hisar was going up in flame. Okay. And not and he not everyone he met makes it. Like literally only those. I thought they all died. It. Yeah. I There's like everybody... I think there was like an additional oh, yeah, some... four people who get named and then immediately die. Yeah, some other soldiers played it, but they had it. You know. Yeah. We're gonna yeah, say they, they had didn't coming? have names. Okay. They didn't have names, so we I can't, I can't speak to them. You know. Yeah, they're all dead. Um, Josh, any thoughts about Hisar going up in flames? Uh, again, like I really hope we find out how this coordinated rebellion just happens. Like I assume it's got some magic shit. It also seems like a lot of it has been planned and prepared way in advance. And my question is, how the fuck? Did no one see an entire army, like, within a day's ride of a city? You know what I mean? You know, it's interesting you say that because I I feel the reverse, you know? I think something I really like about the, this part, depiction of the rebellion is that it feels very spontaneous, you know? And, and hear me out. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels it feels both things, right? Because at the start of the book and in Gardens of the Moon, everyone's like, yeah, seven cities is fucked. Rebellion yeah, yeah. any day now, right? But also, I think it so catches off guard, like the feeling of it's just like, well, you wake up one day and there's an army out there and now the rebellion's occurring. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, that, I love, yeah, I agree. I from the and, and, yeah. and I think it catches that type of of homegrown like oh well i guess murder it's murder time now yeah. you know and like there's you can't do the uh, a helplessness about it i will say i think the scene at the inn captures that super well yeah my issues come with the logistics of literally having an army encamped like within a day because that army must have existed elsewhere and in regard to camas reload yes yes that that's the only part that i'm just kind of like i don't know but i agree like the like the like in the city where it seems like oh yeah there were some mages blowing the walls down which we'll get to later but like most of it is just like people running in with pitchforks trying to murder people so yeah lances lances <laughs> <laughs> Oh, alrighty. Um, Inja, we uh, caught up with Kalam, and he's got attacked, and he's friends with the demon now. I love his demon. I think it is the cutest little thing. It is so nice. I know that he doesn't really understand it yet, but I I see the the beginnings of a beautiful friendship. Um, kind of, kind of. Josh, are you a fan of the demon as much? The moment he named it Apt, I was like, fuck yeah. 
I'm into this demon. Let's go. <laughs> so I love it. I, I I extensively googled it so I could see what it looked like because I just needed to know. And it's got like an arm coming out yeah, of the center. They said right? one arm, and it's it didn't an make sense to me. Yeah, yeah. There's like a bunch of weird drawings. Actorium. Of it. It's kind of what I I kind of like that about. Ooh, that's upsetting. Way. Oh boy, howdy. Okay. I kind of like that about Malazan demons is that they're all they're like kind of weirdly described and like they're kind of ephemeral in their shape, you know, and not like, oh, and it's a satyr with a pitchfork oh. and they're very mean. Oh, yeah, I, drop, I agree. I agree. Um, I Yeah, they got into that was in this chapter that when they got into that. Yeah, they fight. get a little scuffle. Yeah. Uh, please um, click, please click the thing I just dropped in the image thing. Someone rendered the Aptorian in ZBrush and it is just look at the feet. Because the toes are fingers, gang, and I just can't get over it. <laughs> that is, that is. If you please type, if you, list, going dear listeners, to tweet. So dear listeners, type in Aptorian Malazan, and there's a red picture from ZBrush, and it just is going to haunt my nightmares. That's a demon. That's a demon. I've never seen one. <laughs> Is this a spoiler? No, no. No, I'm looking at oh. I'm looking at a different picture now. Oh, oh, oh then okay. then stop looking at different pictures. Okay. Um. <clears throat> yeah. So I had one question from that, which I know you're not gonna be able to answer, but on the off chance you are. Okay. Um. So after the, the fight is over, and he really, because at that point, isn't he's like Kalam? I feel like he's not sure of whether or not this demon is like there to help or like mm-hmm. not. Um, and then I think he he's does. still again used to his new demon friend. Exactly. And he does help him. And then he's like suffered all of these blows and has all these wounds. And then Kalam's like, well, I'm not going to fix you now, but I can clean them. And then he like shudders and gets scared. I'm wondering, sure. is he like, like, I don't like what he seems. I don't know. I think I'm psychoanalyzing this demon, but he seems to have had a rough go with people. Mm. And that's all my thoughts. Uh, uh- I, I, Josh, do you have any thoughts? I'm not going to say anything. Josh, do you have any thoughts? No, nah, not really. I think I said what well, I my, my stuff. Wow, well, just tossing the rock right back to India. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, um, can you just like maybe slightly well, nod? To, <laughs> here, let me let me let me offer this. Let me bounce this. Christ. <laughs> maybe AJ can edit that into something. Yeah, sorry. My, 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 I'm tired. My bad. It's the morning. You're not allowed to be tired, Josh. Well, I am, Peter. Well, I do. I haven't thought about apt in that way, but I do know what you mean, and I do like how, especially I think about Pearl in Gardens of the Moon, how the demons are imbued with a humanity. Um, You know, and I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Um, Before we move on to Chapter 7, we check in with uh, Fiddler, Croaks, and Apslar as they ride into the literal whirlwind. Josh, did you know there would be a literal whirlwind? No, uh, not until this part, and I felt it was a little on the nose. Oh, why do you think? <laughs> no, that's a joke. Why do you... No, that's a joke. I think it was actually pretty sick. Um, well, because they have that mini one, right, that they get that Cal- Kalam gets caught in, and I was like, oh, that's a cool image. And now there's just the, the, the biggest one imaginable. And I like that it's like, actually, it's really just hiding shit, you know? Like, they get into it, and it's like, oh, this isn't that bad, you know? Um, so I'm pretty excited. Yeah. And I'm pretty excited that there's this weird road, so. Yeah, this uncharted road. Oh, yeah. Inge, any thoughts about them? I'm getting tired of their storyline. They just <laughs> need their leaf. Your girl Absalar! India? I know, but she, I mean, she's pretty cool when she, like, fights people, but uh, pretty vivid. When, but other than that, they just seem like, all right, let's keep going. Let's keep going. 
Like they're like they're going. I know. I know they're going to go somewhere, but it's just so boring waiting for them to get there. I generally agree with you. I think their storyline is one of the storylines I respond to less in this book. You know, I think to me, what excites me, like I are characters more like Diker or Felicin, you know, and I feel like some of their journey leaves me less. I'm, I'm I feel less invested in them mm-hmm. sometimes than yeah. other storylines. I do, the only reason I like the only reason I like reading about them at this point is because they have distinct voices that I remember used from the last book, so I don't have to like. That's funny. Try as hard to know who's talking. <laughs> oh my god! Also, you. just just before anybody tells me to buy the book again, I bought the book. She bought the book. It's true. And let's 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 continue on into our whirlwind. Yeah. Get it? Like we're them. Like we're like, like I'm. I'm yeah. The two the two the two you weren't laughing. I don't think you got it's like I would be fiddler. Diker rides then... to find <laughs> <laughs> Ch- chapter seven. <laughs> Diker rides to find Coltane's army under the guise of looking for his nephew. Felicin, Hoboric, and Bowden are six days out of Skull Cup. Water is scarce, and the journey is difficult. Haboric is falling more and more behind. He collapses. Felicin searches Bowden's pack, finding no food. She and Bowden argue about Bennett. Haboric wakes up, his tattoos deeper. As they become more desperate, Haboric weakens. They use his tattoos to call Fenir into this world. Kaborg feels better, and they near the coast. Mappo and Akarium travel in Raraku. Mappo has a memory of his people and the task he was given. Akarium wakes up, and they see the whirlwind grow. Akarium says he feels like he has been manipulated his whole life. Fiddler, Crocus, and Apsilar continue through the whirlwind. They are attacked by shapeshifters and Grawl, and the divers grill them. Mappo and Aquarium save them from the divers. However, a wounded fiddler passes out. In- India, I'm coming to you uh, because we forgot to talk about Mappo and Aquarium the last chapter. And uh, we check in with them here. We hear them talking about their memories because they're setting out to try and see Shaikh's resurrection. Then they bump into Fiddler, Crocus Absalar, save them. Um, what do you think of Map on Aquarium and this whole section here? By far the most confusing <clears throat> characters for me to follow. I Agreed. literally have no idea what they're doing at any moment. Um, so in the chapter four, are they still in that guy's house? Um, yeah, they're in the Temple of Shadow. Yeah, the Scarlet so, Pust. Yeah, and they, they find this boat and they find this broom. They find, I don't know what it yeah. was. And, it, and then they determine that it belonged to the servant and he must mm-hmm. have been some kind of, he, I don't, that was, what's, I just don't get the relevance. I just don't, I'm missing, I know I'm missing some larger point and I just don't know what it is. Josh, you're shaking your head. What, what's on your mind? I don't think there's a larger point yet, Indy. I don't fucking get it either. The boat is from a people that are not on the seven cities and are from a very far 
place away, I think. And so they're like, well, who would it be? Oh, the servant. End of that B plot. I don't know its relevance either. And then which one of them, because now I got confused in my most recent listen, isn't Mappo the one that like randomly kills people? No, it's Ikarium. Mm-hmm. That's Ikarium. Oh, that's what I thought then. Things. That's what I thought then. Well, that's because I was like, I thought it was Mappo, but then it, it, they said it was Ikarium and I was like, okay. I don't know. And he's the Jag Yes. Mappo's the, well, he's half-blooded Jag. No, Ikarium's the half-blooded Jag. Mappo's the Trell. Oh, yeah, sorry, I missed which one we were, yeah. <laughs> okay, Um. so, yeah, I wasn't really mad that we skipped it last chapter because I, there's nothing I can give you on this. I, I have, have no see, idea. I, I, I want to <laughs> echo what Josh is saying, you know. It's like, I think the confusion there like, I don't, like, it's not like when we're reading other things and it's like, oh, maybe you should have caught this. It's like, no, like, these, like, these are all clues and mysteries that are, like, you know, being it, put, I'll, put in I'll, the soil, India, you know? It's like this. If I, if, if we, if there's going to be a pivotal moment in one of the books where suddenly their past is at least somewhat explained, and then we could reread the first eight chapters of this book and we'd be like, oh, this is incredible. I totally get all this now. Uh, but as it is at this moment, I'm just like, great, what the fuck? I don't know what's happening. I will echo Josh's idea okay. and say nothing else. The best I can say, India, is that Ma- it, if if you ask anyone in the world, Ikarium is the important of the two. But I think secretly, Mapo is the important one because he's the one that it seems like has been granted immortality or something from some nameless ones, whatever the fuck they are. And he's been yeah. given the task, it seems, of keeping track of Ikarium. My only guess being that, you know, there was the whole evil Jaghut tyrant last one, and maybe they're worried that he could become a Jaghut tyrant, and Mapo's job is to be there and help him not kill people, and maybe take him out if he gets too bad. Mm. That is, but let me tell you, that is some broad conjecture that I have a 40% faith could be even close to correct. What is a trell? A really, really gigantic humanoid creature. Yeah, they're kind of like big people. They live on the plains. I, I, I wish I could describe them better. No, I, I just didn't know some if they art. had like a <clears throat> some kind of magical something. Um, no, they're they're kind of just broader than. If you just know, type in Malazan Trell, you can see it, it makes a lot of sense. They're like big ogres, kind of. Maybe Mapo Runt. You can figure it. Anyway, so um, okay, yeah. So I think your confusion is an unfounded. And, and and Josh, how did you feel when they collided with? Fiddler and Absalar and Co. It honestly confused the hell out of me because I here's here's a thing I I I have issue with. I take issue with. I can't figure take out issue. I can't figure out the goddamn maps at the beginning of these books, y'all. I don't know where anyone is at all at sure. any given moment. So when it's like revealed that Mappo and Ikarium are just like a hot sec away from the whirlwind exactly where Fiddler and them are, yeah, fuck sure. I don't know. Like maybe. I don't know how this map mm. works. Mm. This week I found where Skull Cup was, and I've been looking every time I've read the book. <laughs> Do you know why I couldn't find it, India? Because it ain't fucking listed. They had to mention that they could see another town on the island that Skull Cup is on, and then That's I true. could find that city and surmise, I guess this is the island they're on. <laughs> mm. 
Ugh. Well, listen, you're you ain't wrong. So I got nothing. I got you sound about right to me. Yeah. All right. Thank you for my time. For me, I was for me. I always I I enjoy that part, and I think I just enjoy any time different characters meet. You know, because it just feels like often it feels like storylines are in their own little separate lane. You know. Mm-hmm. So whenever it's like, oh, well, now they're hanging out with Fiddler and Absalar and I'm like, whoa, wow, we're all in the same room. Yeah, I you love know? that. I love that part. I like when they all happen to know each other and it's like come on guys we're all in different places how do we know and then they all do it small Um, world huh small world eh dikers ride in to find coltane's army we hear more about him in the next chapter um i want to get into talking about felicin and their perilous journey across the desert um bullshit and haboric is feeling pretty bad and felicin tries to seal some food and water and they they save him with the tattoo thing. India, how 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 were your feelings about Felisa and affected by this part of her story? Oh, God. This is... Because even in the last chapter, I was fine with her. Like, I was like, oh, my God, that sucks. Of course, it would happen to you. But then this chapter, she's like... She's tough. Like, her spoiled brat attitude is coming out like no other. Like, well, I guess it came out <clears throat> a little last chapter when they're like, don't use the blankets. We need those to stay warm. And she was like, it's just one blanket. And then puts it on and it's, it's oh, yeah. she's soaking wet. And I'm like... And it's like these people who have been doing this or know what they're doing for so much longer than you, girl. And you're just like, no, I know better. I'm, yeah, I'm that, cold, so I need yes. a blanket now. Thank you. Welcome to the fuck Felicen train. No, I'm not. Hop I'm still aboard. Not. <laughs> she's so young. But then in this chapter, she's like accusing, what's his name, Bowden? Yes. Yeah, yeah. She's like accusing him of stealing things, accusing him of wanting to kill her, accusing him of wanting to kill the Boric. But then she's like, "But would it be such a bad idea if we killed the Boric?" And then talking, and then she's like, "I was just so annoyed." And then, and then he's like, "He doesn't have hands, first of all. That's." And he's old. And then they're like, um, Bowden's like, Felicin, how about you carry the um, the other backpack the pack. or whatever? Yeah. And then she's like, ha, what a good idea. No. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. And then he passes out. And it's like, and she's like, maybe he didn't want to do it for um, Haboric. Maybe he just didn't want to lose the food. I'm like, you're insane. She's like she, losing yes. her thank mind. You, I, thank and, you. Thank you. Thank you. But also, she's 15 in, in impossible circumstances. Oh, she's 16, all right? She's fucking grow up. I think she is 15, <laughs> Josh. She's, oh, she says she's almost 16. That's right. That's yeah, right. but, um, and also, uh, she's just so confused, because then she's- I, I guess- Go ahead. I, I can't. I, I guess that's how I feel, Ange. I mean, like, and that's why I'm not on the train with Josh. Yeah, I'm off the train, Josh. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you, you can enjoy your own train ride. Great. I have the sleeper car all to myself. <laughs> you do. It is, you do with Felicia. It's like, undoubtedly, she's being a trash bag. You know, you can't say that she's not doing that, you know? But, like... I feel like it's a it's a little unfair to expect more out of like more of it. How old like, is she, like how long has she been in this situation? Month? What? No, like Weeks? I don't know. Well, she's like recovering from addiction. She's fifteen in the desert. She's not. She's deeply dehydrated. You know, it's like I don't know. It's like yeah. I mean, they're they're her true to, to say. To say she is under duress is to put it in the most mild <laughs> terms. Do you know what I mean? 
And I'm not saying that like excuses her being bad. I just think sometimes like I don't think she's necessarily being bad either. I think that she's just extremely self-centered and in like in in like what is it? What is that mode? But she's she's self-centered. She's in, in fight a, or flight. She's yeah. in, like, she's, she's self-centered in a way that is actively getting herself killed. But she doesn't what, know I, that. I guess what I mean is I think if you put a hundred people in this scenario, like first off, a ton of them would have died way before, and then number two, like a, none of them, almost no one's gonna be like, oh, you're totally right. I don't need any blankets. I'm gonna drink my own piss. You're right, Bowden. Like almost no one is gonna act this way. So I think the idea that like she isn't doing that, it, I don't know. I, I can't get on board with that. And then also she's also still dealing with the fact that they definitely would have left her, <laughs> which is like so sad and so shitty. Uh, and do we think they would have left her? I think they would have left I, her if they had no choice. But like it seemed like for I, yeah, I, I don't know. I think they yeah. I think, I, they think were. I mean, she's a liability. I would have left her. Are you kidding? But but I I do think I'll say this. I do think that for all they claim that they did on their own without her, I do think that some of the stuff she did like saved Heberic by getting him out of that mine. So they definitely right and well, like they make her, like, their lives a bit easier. But I will say, I from my perspective, it felt more like, hey, listen, we're gonna save this girl, but she has proven time and time again to do dumb shit. And is also a, yeah. addicted to a drug, which is a real damn shame. So you know what the smart thing is? Not fucking tell her the plan and just grab her when it's time to go. That's that's what it seemed like to me. But if they yeah. didn't find her, like if she wasn't returned to them, were they going to look for her? I think they would have found Well, I think the plan was for well, her actually, to Actually, Habaric is pretty good at finding people. So. Yeah. And that's and that's why like I do like I feel like Kaborik and Bowden are like pretty uncool to Felicen sometimes. I agree. You know? That is true. That is true. They do not and, baby you know, her. They, yeah, they they are they have no time for her. Like they I say I think they have no com compassion or sympathy for her, right? And you know, I cut them slack too, right? I just feel like this is the most terrible and impossible of circumstances. So it's like these people are trying to survive and overall they are made the decision to travel together. You know, mm -hmm. so I do think there's something to be said for that. Like, you know, even if Habork is being a dick, he, you know, they are traveling together, mm -hmm. you know? Right. And it's a. Uh, she also has a feeling that uh, Bowden killed Bennett. <laughs> Which I think lit her up in a whole different way. She was like, she has, furious. That, I, I will say the one thing that I feel truly bad for her about is she got some real bad Stockholm syndrome from fucking Bennett. It is a damn shame how much she like yeah. thinks that man gave two shits about her. I mean, clearly, he yeah. was an abusive asshole who did. Yeah, so that that is that is the the thing that does make me like really feel for Lisa. I will say, one hundred percent agreed. And not to jump into the next chapter, but. Well, do you know Chapter I mean, eight. Jump in. <laughs> yeah, actually, two jump into the next. Yeah. Well, I have a question. I have a question, but no. Let's yeah, do it there. yeah. I agree. <laughs> Fucking. Christ. I got it. I'll go. Can I read chapter eight this time? I feel good. You're gonna do I it. I think I want to do it. Do it, baby. All right. Diker catches up with some rebel soldiers who fought against. You say ch say chapter eight first. Say chapter eight first. <laughs> Chapter 8 Diker catches up with some rebel soldiers who have fought against Colton. The Wiccans and Malazans are traveling overland, scorching the earth and fighting their would-be pursuers. Diker wonders if there is any chance Colton survives. The Boric's tattoos have grown so dense his skin is almost black. Felicen lures Bowden into having sex. Felicen tries to stab Bowden, but he stops her. 
He says he killed Beneth and wants to embarrass Felicia. The next morning, they reach the coast. They see an abandoned ship and a Malazan asking for their help. The Malazan is Culp. Stormy and Gessler are nearby, bringing them water. Culp and the Ripath were ambushed by an insane mage, who drove them to the shore. Culp sees into the Warrens. He sees an alien Warren grappling with the Red of Ultral within Haboric. Stormy and Gessler are disappointed in Haboric as a High Priest of Fenner. Culp and Haboric speak on their own. Haboric says he does not trust Felicen. At night, they rest together. Felicen calls Bowden out for having a talent in his pack. In the morning, they set out on the ripath. Culp hopes the Oteteral-touched Haboric will repel the insane mage. They are wrong. Attacked by the mage, the ship plunges into an unknown warren, flooded. Their ship starts to sink and they abandon it. They are near a pre-Empire ship. On it, they find mysterious corpses. Heads decapitated, skin gray, Haboric identifies them as Tisti Eater, a sibling race of the Tisti Andy, Children of Shadow. Culp finds a bone whistle, which allows him to call on the corpses to row the ship. The insane mage is still in the warren, and Felicen wishes for her death. Fiddler wakes up in the Temple of Shadow with Mappo and Ikaria. Iskarol Pust has healed him and begins speaking about Tremorlor, the point of convergence for the shapeshifters. Absalar asks what the place is. Tremolor is an Azath house that could be used as a doorway to the Imperial capital and the Empress Sea. The five travelers will go together to Tremolor, but not before each receive a prophecy from Iskarol Pust. Whoa, Josh on the summary there. That's right. Really stretching the old vocal cords. This podcast is different every week, you know? Really breaking up the medium, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. We're revolutionaries here. A lot happened. Everything. That was a long summary. Yeah. Josh, that's how I feel. Before we get into the rest of what happened to Felicen, Haborik, and Bowden. I first want to pose this question. I'd love to hear what you two think. What do you think was Bennett's fate? Ooh, hmm. Mm. I think he just died, honestly. I don't think uh, Bowdoin killed him. I, I actually 100% with India. I don't think Bowdoin even went and looked for him. I don't either. I think he like went outside and walked around the block and came back. Smoked a cigarette. Yeah. What are the chance, like... No, I think that he just wants Felicia to feel bad because she's being a bitch. And he's like, well, that feel seems, Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, well, regardless about whether... Or maybe he's not Bennett's, even dead. That's true, yeah. yeah reg- regardless of Bennett's fate, he definitely wants her to feel bad. And I feel like he comes... To me, he seems like a real asshole in that whole... I mean, I, like, Felicia's also... They're just both being really shitty to exactly. each other. Yeah. You know? I don't think... I mean, I think he's just... He's being as shitty to her as she's being to him, honestly. Yeah. Because so. yeah. I, I, I think... I mean, he, I mean, she did try and murder him. Ex- so I, I, mean, I would say... Because I, I would say until this moment, like, on their travels, she is nothing but a bitch, and they are kind of like, <laughs> well... I'll say it again. <laughs> she's real annoying this whole trip, and she's doing dumb shit. And I think Bowden and Haboric are kind of both trying to like be like, hey, maybe a bit less. And this is the first time Bowden's like, yeah, it doesn't feel good. Huh. Huh. 
Yeah. I killed I, I killed know. the man who abused you and how you now seem to think you like and that was it just stop. I don't, I don't know if I can get aboard on that train, Mr. Baker. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, you No, it's course. cruel. Uh, it is cruel. She Oh, it's super fucked up. I'm not saying it's cool. I'm but saying I think she that's did try to kill him. She yeah. literally tried to kill him. She Now, yeah, and see it it the, it's in it's moments like this where my defenses of Felicia definitely yeah, I mean yeah. it's like it, it runs up against the wall because like she's definitely like she definitely has faced a lot but like you know you can't murder people so that's all right yeah. question question yeah India do you okay. know what the talent means that Bowden has no I mean I I the only I please Josh please spare me with these jokes of course I well don't do know you have a guess because I have a guess but I want to see if you have it too to see if it's even on. I guarantee you, I literally just thought of like a little. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But like, is that a is that a claw thing? Because the talent. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I just thought it was like a weapon. I just thought like, haha, poison's in there. Boom. No, but I'm saying like, is he a claw? Do you think claws carry? Do you think the claws carry a talent on them? Because he has all that knowledge in this chapter about imperial warships and pre-empire shit. You're so far so he's beyond definitely, something that I He's definitely not imagine. just a thief. Can they even call him out? They're like, bitch, you would have been 10 working on this ship. Ain't no way. Peter, look at me. I'm clicking on your face so I can see real good. It's Boat in the Claw! Poker face Pete back again. So we also see them. <laughs> I love the beat when Culp and rushes onto the beat and is like, I need your guys' help. We're in real <laughs> trouble. <laughs> and they're like... You're supposed to save us. Yeah, I think that's just like the books. I think are very funny, and I think that's just the those moments of levity. I think actually add a lot to the texture of the story. A little lightness. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a thousand page book about a about war, but you know, Truly. who says we can't have a little fun? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody needs a little help sometimes. Alrighty, outside of you know the the inter trio politics of Haboric and Co. Yes, and I, I just don't know if we're ever going to address, which I really think we, we need to, that whole situation that happened in the last chapter with Haboric. With the with the jade oh, hand yeah. and the f- fenir. Well, okay, and great. I didn't touched. know if we were going There's just there. so much to get to. Let's No, let's, yeah, let's talk right, about it. I mean, yeah, because yeah. that, well. Him, let's talk, let's talk Borgod. Maybe we should have a Borgod segment. Well, People could like that, you know. Yeah. No, no one, no one likes corrections. Maybe we could have fun. Our God is a Borgod. Yeah. I love fun with veneer our god is a boar god is pretty good thank you you. what Um, if god um, was a big boar (laughs) (laughs) that was a good one Alrighty. Um, okay. So back to that. Do you think? Do you think you guys are gonna pick up worshiping the boar god Fenir <laughs> now that he's joined the mortal plane? Only um, if I could be entirely covered in tattoos. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty, it's a, it's a pretty hardcore move. Wait, question. Pretty metal. Okay. So I'm pretty pro my hands though. So if that's yeah, gonna come like into to it, them. I enjoy the finger life. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> His eyes are oh all. Oh my I need fucking to Christ, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> India's oh, eyebrows wow. just shot up. <laughs> anyway. Oh my god. Anyway, uh, that jade hand. Okay, couple of things. You, One. You know, when you're just walking around, there's a huge jade yeah, hand. Yeah, well, we, no, okay, but, so the crazy shit is we don't even see the hand. We see the finger, and they're like, well, it's got to be a hand. And, my and it has is, to be a body. Yeah, there has to be a body, right? So, like, what? What? How big is his body? Agreed. And okay, can question. you clarify, because my memory fails me right this moment. It was... It made out of Ototero? 
I did not even Or was that. it just infused with it because it's in these Ototero sands? Or like... Infused. <laughs> um, it is not made out of Ototero. Okay. You know. Um, but it has some sort of similar property. They say it in the chapter, don't they? I just can't remember. Well, it's made out of jade. Mm-hmm. And it... Yeah. Okay. We'll leave it there. It, that's Peter's I can't elaborate yet tone. Well, it's... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. It, it's a big jade hand, and it definitely has mysterious magical properties. Yeah, I, for I'm sure. excited to see more. Um, I don't understand a fucking thing that is going on with his hands having ghostly hands that are holding Ototero and then being gripped into in a mysterious Warren. It's real cool fantasy shit, but I I'm gonna wait and see what how that goes. I don't get it. I mean, it sounds like yeah. he was gonna die by the hand, and that's why they put his other hand in his body, and now it's linked directly to Fenir or some shit. I'm so but, sorry. Where are you getting this information from? So okay, so Culp, when he meets Haboric, he opens his he, like, sees to see hands. what's happening. And at the on the stumps, he sees like ghostly hands, and the one is gripping like a red vein, which he guesses, mm-hmm. I guess correctly, that it is like Ototero, basically, which is the anti magic stuff. Because they you spend all this time around Ototero, you inhale it, and it like yeah. So his yeah. right hand's kind of grasping with that, and it seems like trying to fight it off. And the left one is gripping and appears to be maybe trying to use some sort of green Warren energy and maybe use it to fight the Ototero. And he's like. What have you become? And Haboric's like, it's a living, you know. Okay. Now, if we could just back up just a tad, tad bit. Uh Uh-huh. So, did Haboric die? No. For a hot second? No, no, no. He was never dead. He was really close. And and Bowden, now, another reason why I'm like, Bowden, who the fuck are you? He's like, like, we must touch the stump to the body. And and Jason's like, what? Why? He's like, he's I'm like not do it. And then skin. it works, and they summon a god to the mortal plane. So. Now, now, is it crazy? Yes. For me to wonder, like, did Boric under. Like, what? He, is he still him, or is he someone else? He, it seems like he's him. He but did he, not become but, the god. But why is he, like, totally fine now? Like, how is he, like, totally good? How? Uh, I think he maybe stole some of the god's powers or something. So, but the god isn't, like, chilling in there halfway. No, I think, no, uh, I, I think it's, I think the god is on the mortal plane trying to, like, get him. You, okay, so gods are all powerful, but do you remember how in the first book, um, Opon gets pulled in by Perrin into, yes. like, the thing with the dogs? And he's, like, scared shitless. Like, I think gods are Mm -hmm. cool when they come onto the plane on their own terms, but if they get yanked, I think it seems, like, really bad. So, that's all I got. I don't know how he stole power from him. Yeah, because he's pretty much chilling now. Almost very positive. And it seems like is winning the fight against the Ototero, it sounds like. This isn't an- oh god, so annoying. Alright, fine. Let's keep it going. Alright. I feel there's a lot of- Open questions there. Yeah, I hell feel. yeah, there are. Yeah. So at the end of it, they get pulled into this warren, and there's a mysterious ship. Yeah. And that they find the Tist Eater, and they find a bone whistle that makes the ship be lively, pushed forward by corpses. I love that. Um, yeah, I to- I've told my my D and D group this week that it was the single most D and D shit I've ever read in my life. Yeah, loved it. Yeah, I'm really into all of it. And, uh, you know, now that we've got a whole flock of characters together, you know. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a goon crew if I've ever seen one. Yeah. And it's funny, at the end when Felicen's sitting there and she's thinking about her death, you know, it's like, I feel like for the rest of it, 
up until then, Felicen's very much been at the center of that narrative mm-hmm. for me. And at that point, you're like, oh, well, now she's just like the sad girl on the ship. Yeah. You know, you know, it's 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 very interesting. I truly hope that Felicen becomes good at magic or something. Hmm. Why is that? Because I find, oh, God, I'm really coming strong against Felicen. Yeah, you're really laying laying down the heat out so there. So for the first two chapters of this section, I, I hate her because she's awful. And now, I, as you just pointed out, she's just the sad girl, and I'm very worried that she's going to be boring. Or, like, because mm. she's, she's around just admittedly people who are, to me, more interesting now. I, I think mm. her motivation's interesting, like... Having her family taken from her, wanting to get back, and her sister—I find that really interesting. Um, mm. Remind me, Felicia's last name is Perrin. yeah. So I find yeah, she's she's Guanales's brother. That's what I thought. I find yeah. it really interesting that that could play into something. But like at this moment, her the person, I'm like, I don't think you're that cool. So I hope some cool shit happens to her. Yeah. I hope she doesn't use it to kill someone immediately. But like, we haven't really spoken about her predilections and thinking about Tavor and who has sent her to the Isles and her like anti-imperial thought now you know Mm -hmm. um India what do you think about that grudge Felicen's nurturing um Felicen is going to have a moment of clarity at some point and she's gonna become badass and like we're all gonna we're all gonna be happy about it. That's my mm. thoughts. I just think that there, there's no way that she's gonna be this character throughout the whole book. I mean, granted, I felt the same way about Absalar, and she was, but he can't do it twice to two female characters. So she's um. gonna become badass, guaranteed. Peter, don't look at me like I'm that. actually looking away from the camera, as you know. Alrighty, <laughs> we're we're really running long again. We really these yeah. episode lengths are getting away from us. It's not fair yeah. though. Well, no, because episodes are usually not four and like chapters don't are not four and a half hours usually. They're like three. Yeah, so true, this true. is an extra hour and a half of reading. We don't actually, but we don't have much left. Okay, so we need to talk about. Okay, so here, let me do this. We got only one other thing. I mean, the thing Two. is, we could just we've talked so much about like the only thing I think we did disservice to is we did not really talk that much about Paboric. And the Fenir situation, which I know we well, now we're rushed doing. on with our with what if what if God was a boar god section. Yes, yes. What if God was TM, one of TM TM TM. <laughs> what if God was a big boar? A big boar. There you go. What if God was a All big right. boar? So Peter Diker Diker is on the hunt for Coltane and uh, oh, yeah. and his and his uh, army and it seems like flock of refugees. Mm-hmm. So you, uh, tell me, what do you what do you think his, his strategy seems to be right now? It, uh, you know, Diker says that he he doesn't appear to be heading for any major city currently. He kind of strikes off in a direction that doesn't make much sense. What do you think it's going to be? Great question. I love this part because as you're saying earlier i love how diker just slips into this persona you know mm-hmm. and i love kind of hearing the rebel rebels like the rebellious army's point of view about it you know and to hear them describe the wiccans as like demons yeah. and like their <laughs> so fire funny. arrows you know it's like it's it's so interesting to hear the malazans be talked about from the outside point of view do you yeah. know what I mean? Even yeah, though, I mean, you know, technically the Wiccans are mountains, but you know, so I, I appreciate that. And then I also, you know, it's it's kind of interesting to be on the tail end of it. What did you think, Inge? Um, so, so I still struggle, obviously. You're still I'm, not right. You're still not riding the Duker train, Diker train. I'm not. Um, I mean, actually, a little bit more so from chapter seven. Uh, I thought mm. it was kind of cool watching him like do some brain stuff, big brain business to figure out where Coltane was. But um, uh, now 
I just don't get it. I still don't understand. Like, who he, who does he support? Who does Coltane? Like, so the Malazan people are actually, are they the rebel Malazan people? Are they the rebels of the rebel Malazan people? Or are they just the Malazan people? These are my confusions. Because they're like, we're Malazan, but we don't actually like Malazan. And then there's like, we're Malazan, we do like Malazan. And then there's like, we're not Malazan, and we don't like Malazan. And I just struggle so hard with understanding when I'm reading where everyone falls in this specific situation. Well, he's with the rebel rebel army right and they are anti-malzan occupation of seven cities and and the rebel army right. is made up of seven cities natives yeah so like dasai and Grawl. it's a whole bunch of people yeah. with uh, names there's of a their, ton of know, tribes yeah. yes and um, then the malazan army which is what coltane leads yeah well, like the malazan seventh and then there's coltane who's ahead of them and the coltane and the wiccans used to be rebels but then they got put down and now they fight for the empire that's what i don't understand because if it's a rebellion then why aren't they rebelling and why would the rebels want to kill people that are only with them because they have to be what sense does this make uh, uh, you, so, so you feel like the seven cities locals should be allies with coltane or the Coltane should be allied with them. No. No. Oh, what do you mean? The Wiccans. Yeah, that, that's oh, yeah, Coltane's yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should be with the rebels. Why not? I'm trying to think if there's an analogy from history for this, but I'm kind of struggling. I literally this the this is why I hate Diker because I don't understand his mission and I don't understand what he's doing. And well, I don't he's understand. there to observe. You know, he's a historian, and I think that's what I find appealing about this character. You know, it's like we're, we're it's like a kind of a I feel like so often in battles it's like we're on the front lines with the soldier number. You know, and like oh, kind of what I love about Diker is that we're you know whoa I just heard about something crazy. Yeah, I, I think the best I can say. India is number one Coltane and the Wiccans are not from this continent. They have no loyalty. They have no yeah that's the big thing. They're not from this continent. They're from a completely different continent. They're from right by the Imperial Yeah. So they've been with these people. Like this is they lost their rebellion a long time ago. Oh! Well that makes a lot more sense. I see. I see the confusion. We did it. We did it. Okay, and so now these rebels are rebels of the seven cities. Yeah, yeah. They're and yes. they're trying to be like, okay, you guys need to get out. We're going to kill yeah. them. Yes. But why are, so why are there Malazans here? So, okay, Malazan so Malazan, Malazan took over the- seven cities. And when they took over seven cities, what you do when you take over a place is you ship a bunch of people from your homeland there to kind of like set up a population that understands how imperial rule works and bring the Malazan customs over. Eventually, because it's been probably like 15 years, I think, about considering yeah, this about Jack that. and yeah. So, in the 15 years since Malazan took over, a lot of people who lived in seven cities just kind of were like, Well, fuck it, I guess we're Malazan now and assimilated. And they are now Malazan, even if they're from seven cities. But then there is a group of the population that never accepted that they were Malazan, that always held to their seven cities' customs and traditions, and they're the ones who are rebelling. And they're just going and killing everyone. That's yeah, crazy. you could like literally. They could, like, Johnny from down the street, who you grew up with, could be someone that was like, well, I mean, I live in, the, in, I live in a city, like, I, I guess I'm a Malazan. And you left to the country and became, you know, really into your Seven Cities stuff. And then you see, now that the relevant is starting, you see Johnny, who you grew up with, and you're like, ah, oh, well, you're a Malazan dog. And you slash his throat. Yeah, and I... And I Even though technically you're both Seven Cities natives. And I drag him by them. Yes. Yeah. Pretty fucked up shit. I, I gut yeah. him and then kill him with those same guts. In front of his wife, yes. In front of his wife. As was yeah. said. Understood. 
I really lost the thread there a little bit, to be honest. <laughs> so I really came back in at an intense point. Yeah. Um, well, so you, now I understand. I no, I'm just saying uh, you just came back for me to fully understand this situation. Listen, we're really running long, so I think it's about time we end this episode. Um, it's getting dark. Uh, Took a Here, time for the dark. Here, I'll real quick. I'll real quick sunrise the fiddler shit. No, 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 Josh. I've got it covered. I got it covered. Okay. Okay. You ready? I got a great way to do it. So, but before we go, um, you know, next week we're reading chapters nine and ten. Hit a send us an email. Ten very big bucks. Tweeted us ten very big bucks. Send you us your it. corrections. Oh yeah. We, no. we, I'm listen. I'm sure some of the finir stuff. I feel ill-equipped to talk about so i'm sure there's something we did not talk about correctly yeah you did come off pretty boorish so um <laughs> let, you know send us a message uh i i'm so bad at speaking why am i on a podcast am I right i don't know man <laughs> so inarticulate anywho before we go you know usually i ask josh in india to make a prediction about the rest of the book but today i want to do something a little special at the end of chapter eight Iskaro Pust hands out five prophecies before our heroes go out to go to the Tremolor, the Azath house that's connected to the Imperial capital, where and uh, where the shapeshifters are converging here on Seven Cities. So I, yes, India, quick. I'm sorry, sorry, I just have a really quick question. Um, no, no, did please. they always know about this Azath house, or did they stumble upon it, or were they always heading here? Sorry. Uh, it's like kind of a. Mapo Nicarium just learned about its existence. Yeah. Or, or no, sorry, it is rumored. That the yeah, old like roads under the sands lead to it, and the whirlwind has revealed the roads. But did Fiddler and uh, Absalar? Yeah, Fiddler. And yes, no. they knew about it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, okay, okay, Absalar okay. and Crocus didn't, but Fiddler knew that that was his real yeah. goal. Because okay. like Quick Ben, Quick Ben was sharing it, yeah. sharing that info. Because Quick Ben's in the loop. Yeah, he knows everything. He's he's the yeah puppet master, literally. Uh, okay, go ahead. Uh, so <laughs> to make the predictions, I'm gonna I, I want to read the five prophecies. Each I want you guys to choose one, bounce off it. Tell me how you feel like it's going to manifest, and then we'll be done. You ready? I, I love that idea. It's happening, but yeah. <clears throat> Ikarium shall find his lost path. The fisher girl shall find what she does not yet know she seeks. The lad shall find the price of becoming a man. The hapless trail shall do what he must. And the weary sapler shall at last receive his emperor's blessing. <laughs> Alrighty, but uh, Josh, take yep, it. You yep, leaned up Josh. in your chair. I want the weary sapper to receive his emperor's blessing, and I mean that sounds like he has to meet Shadow Throne, who we believe is Kellenved. Yeah, and will. But the issue is that what concerns me with a lot of these prophecies is that you could read them as bites the dust, and for this one, you know, they say in part of the chapter that like Shadow Throne. You know, and Cotillion have literally talked to people in the bridge burners and have not acknowledged them. And so they've said that, like, they ascended and probably really aren't themselves anymore. So, like, I don't see Shadowthrone being like, Fiddler, my guy, it's been too long. You're great. I see it more as like, oh, bummer, I have to kill you, old friend. Interesting. So I, think, I, think, I think Fiddler dies. All right. Josh chose Fiddler. Thoughts on what he what happened to Tremolor. India. Who's on your mind? Um, Ikarium. Hmm. Shall find his lost path. I'm not sure what it is. 
but I think it's going to cause a lot of issues between him and Mappo. Why do you think so? Because I'm wondering if Mappo is supposed to stop him from finding his path. I think his path mm. might be one that is not positive. Mm. And so when he finds out that Mappo is like trying to deter him from being his true self, which might not be a good guy, I think that things might go a little south. That's very interesting. I and think that, uh yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it's backwards. Maybe he is supposed to be. I don't know. I don't. Fuck, I don't know. And as always, I have no comments whatsoever about these predictions. But so, your eyes speak volumes, Peter. My eyes are not in the frame of the camera. So I'm looking nice at try. your eyes, Peter. I'm staring at them. But now I lifted the frame. You've lifted so. your chest, and yet I can't see your eyes. Alrighty, everybody. We'll talk to you. We'll talk to you soon. Um, all the best. We'll have to, yeah, all the bless best Fenrir's <laughs> blessing upon you. Hey everyone, producer AJ here again in season two. Our listener numbers continue to grow from episode to episode and we will never stop appreciating that. Uh, if you want to help us out a little more and you haven't already, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and of course you can tell your friends. Uh, word of mouth is the best way to spread the show. Uh, thank you to Dan Gesrick for making our spectacular logo. You can follow him on Twitter at Dan Gesrick for the hottest university bookstore email takes. And of course, all the music from the show comes from Amaranthan's album, Simulant Rain, which you can find along with their other music on bandcamp.com. Links to their pages will be in the show notes and 10 very big books will be back on October 24th with the next two chapters of book two of Deadhouse Gates. Until then, thank you so much for listening. <laughs>